It's the podcast equivalent of Queenslanders only today with Moran's legend Billy Moore in the podcast bunker with us on The Splash. It's Wednesday the 23rd of May. It's time for your daily dose of Sporting Agenda. Your audio edition of the Fox Sports homepage. The Splash with your host, Phil Pryor. We're just two weeks away and 14 sleeps from Game 1 of the 2018 State of Origin. And we're just a handful of days away from selection. How's Maroons legend Billy Moore feeling? Pumped. Let's ask him. Pumped. <laughs> Can't wait, mate. This How t- are we, Bill? Great. This time of year is always special. You love it. Everything seems to sharpen. Everything seems to have more purpose. It's just something about life is great. Yeah, indeed. Hey, you were down down in uh, Vic on the weekend doing some kind of big run, I hear. Yes, the Great Ocean uh, Road half marathon I did. Half marathon. How's yeah. the body pulling up these days? So, so I come yeah. a distinguished second to my wife again. <laughs> Forget about the other 699 people that beat me. I was only worried about her. So, yeah, it was tough, actually. It was beautiful, scenic place. So, if, you have, if any of our listeners uh, have the opportunity, Great Ocean Road, if you haven't been there, wow. Yeah. Uh, I just recommend don't run from Count River to Apollo Bay. Drive it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well done. Well done, Billy. Thank you. Uh, and, uh, look, we are going to get to the Queensland State of Origin team. I, I thank you once again for coming on uh, to the Splash last week and... and uh, going deep into uh, the Blues and how they should perhaps line up. And, of course, we've now got an, an additional round uh, of games to uh, to use as, as our sort of our evidence uh, mm. building up to that. But um, before we jump into Queensland today, as I said, just days away from selection, there's another big story happening in NRL right now. Uh, I'll tell you what, Queenslanders uh, continue to find themselves... Uh, relevant in the media landscape uh indeed this uh speculation surrounding the broncos coaching job uh in the future has once again heated up um the latest on all this surrounding wayne bennett and melbourne storm coach craig bellamy of course is that bellamy has now also addressed the media uh saying it's kind of now or never he won't sign a one-year extension with the storm he'll either sign a three-year deal and stay in Melbourne uh, or go somewhere else. That being, of course, Brisbane. I'm sure everyone out there understands why he might decide to do that uh, at this point moving forward. What was your, what's your initial reaction first to, to all this, I suppose? Surprise, but obviously broke so quickly overnight. Mm. But then you remember that, that this has been bubbling away. It has. And rumours yeah. started a couple of months ago about yeah. this. Yeah. And the simple fact is when... A coach of the calibre Craig Bellamy comes on the market. You can't disrespect it. The, you've got to pay homage to how good this guy is. He's the best coach in the last 15 years. Yeah. And anyone in their right mind would pay attention. And, and there's obviously a lot of symmetry with him and the Broncos having started there, had five-year tenure as an assistant. Uh, I think he's very happy there. And for me, with a lot of the people inside the organisation, I'd love to have him back. Yeah. So you can see why th- this approach has, has happened. Obviously, you're talking about the player, person he potentially replaces is, is well, I believe, the greatest coach of all time. I know Jack Gibson got coach of the century, but Bennett's record surpasses that now. And, and you see this guy as, as really you know, the, the iconic coach uh, for rugby league. But there's only one way you could upgrade the model 
from Bennett, and that is with Craig Bellamy. Yeah. And, and, I, and if I was coaching, sorry, if I was in the administration of the Broncos and I had the chance to get Craig Bellamy, I would take him. Because yeah. you've got 68-year-old versus 58. You've got a guy that's a high <laughs> But I just think you've you, you got an upgrade model. And price-wise, pretty similar, I suppose. Um, so I can see why it's all happened. And I imagine from Wayne Bennett's position, he has not lost the players. I just think that he potentially has lost a few in the admin and the power brokers who see a little bit of distraction in Wayne and there's been a things away from the field, which is his own personal matters, which may have, I think, touched a little bit of the Broncos brand. But what's also happened is you have to also pay a little bit of attention to a couple of the recruits that Wayne has brought in. I reckon the Matt Lodge, who actually is quite a good player, but he's been damaging to the brand. I yeah. think they've had to weather some stuff there. And also Jack Bird. Jack Bird's been a disaster. Yes. And that's Wayne Bennett. He's put him in there. And he's going to cost him 800 grand. I can't see how they're going to get 800 grand with the value out of him. So all those things would possibly be a bit of a tarnish on, on uh, Wayne Bennett. But the other thing to take into consideration, Wayne Bennett's not retiring. He does not want to share the role next year with Craig Bellamy, as you said. Yeah. It's either basically next year uh, or the highway for both players. Sorry, for both coaches, I think. Mm. Um, Wayne Bennett will coach somewhere else if he can't stay at the Broncos. So there's so much more. I call it the Game of Thrones. There's so much more to play out in this. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out. Um, don't be surprised if the status quo remains. That's my prediction. Yeah, well done to uh, to Bennett and Bellamy, I think, for coming out today and being open and answering media questions about it. Um, but do, do you think, based on all of uh, sort of... Uh, the incidences in the last couple of years surrounding Bennett and the confrontation with the media and that kind of thing, potentially has he lost a bit of that aura? Would you accept that? Yes. Wayne Bennett was untouchable three years ago. Yeah. He had a lot of detractors, but they were quiet. They were too afraid to say anything. And if they did, they whispered in the corner. Now they shout from the top of the buildings. Yeah. But Wayne does what Wayne does. He doesn't care. Yeah. He honestly doesn't. Um, Wayne loves the media attention he loves to coach and he's both those things aren't going to go away i think that the people who will bag wayne bennett will grow louder and louder but wayne answers that the only way he knows how to by winning games last weekend's win over the roosters just to put that in context they were missing in the national back row they're missing international center in jordan kahu they're missing a state of orange player in jack bird uh, two or three other players weren't available they would have had the youngest team, I bet, in NRL game experience of anyone on round 12, sorry, round 11 last week, and they beat the Roosters, who were in good form. That's classic Bennett. Mm. So Bennett answers with the only way he knows how. He squeezes the lemon and gets the most out of it. He makes average good, good, great. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's what Bennett will keep doing. And I think the last two weeks, sorry, the last month, sorry, he's coached victories over some high-credential teams. Firstly, being the Roosters last weekend. Yeah. That's he, to me, he shows he hasn't lost his eye for coaching. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's going to be around for a bit longer. Just whether it's going to be at the Bronx, and I just think, based on what uh, Bellamy said, that he must coach next year. He won't take a sabbatical. Yeah. From the latest words you've just said, then that I think puts the Broncos in a corner that they can't get themselves out of. I just don't think that um, uh, they can pick up um, uh, Craig Bellamy because Bennett's not going to go. Bennett won't go when he has got another job. So he'll be staying for 2019 at least. You reckon even if Bellamy signs from 2020 onwards, Bennett would stick around? He'll stick around until he gets another job. Yeah. He won't, what's he going to do? 
uh, he, he possibly take his 1.2 million or whatever he's on and wait for another job. But Wayne wants tenure. He wants another job. And he knows the best way for him to get another job at 69 next year is he has to show, look, yeah, look, I know I've won seven premierships, but look what I've done in the last month. Look what I've done to these young blokes. I've made, again, average, good, good, great. So Wayne knows he's got to be coaching. He can't be out to pasture. So especially at that age in his coaching career. And right now, there's no there's no jobs. So he knows he needs probably uh, somewhere between 12 to 18 months for clubs to go, oh, well, what's on uh, the marketplace? Oh, Wayne Bennett. So there's probably two or three clubs that an opportunity might open up somewhere in the next year at that club. But right now, there's no, there's no job offers. You go through this, the, the other 15 clubs, none of them really are chasing a coach right now, no. but they will be in 12 months' time. So yeah. Wayne knows he's got yeah. to hang on till then. And he probably needs to prove to everyone that everything else in his life is, is, has become more stable and, yeah. and that he doesn't have as many distractions. Of course, he lost Kevy Walters at the start of the year who kind of just, you know, he, he wanted to sort of walk away at that, that point in time and uh, obviously focus on the Maroons' job as well. Mm. That's a good point you made about Kevy. He's probably one of the big losers out of this because I think he thought he was going to be the heir apparent yeah, and yeah. that's never going to happen. Wayne's not going to anoint a successor to him unless he has full control of the successor and you wouldn't want to be under Wayne as a coaching director. So I, I think personally Kevy should have probably taken the, the Titan job. I, I think from what mail I got he was yep, offered it yep. and, and knocked it back. Yeah. Um, I hope he doesn't come to rue that because those sort of opportunities don't come around much. But for him, his main job is doing what we want him to do, and that's lead Queensland to a third exactly. victory. And it's not a bad job. I mean, I, I just I've, I've had a look at uh, at the team that Mal Meninga and Justin Hodges compiled on on Queenslanders only uh, this week, and and the backline pretty much picks itself. It does. Um, and I and I can't see you having any any differences to Billy Slater, Val Holmes, and Gagai on the wings with. Greg Inglis and Chambers in the centres, and then Munster and Ben Hunt now in the halves. Yep, that, 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 that's mine, without a doubt. Yeah. It has been for a couple of weeks, if not longer. Obviously, the Val Holmes, Darius Boyd, that got clarity. Firstly, Val Holmes has improved in the last three weeks. He's played some really yes. good football, and he's a great finisher. He brings basically to the wing everything that Darius Boyd does, and then some. And he's, then goal kicking. Yes, that's <laughs> that there is the straw that broke... Um, Darius Boyd's back. In Dar- the or Darius Boyd's hammy. Hammy, <laughs> exactly yeah. right. So um, there's really the only other potential that you could throw in there. Could DCE play half, goal yeah. kick, yeah. and Ben Hunt go to the bench and come on at some stage, maybe into the hooking role to relieve whoever the number nine is, which we're going to get to in a minute. So yeah. that's one little permutation you could play here. But I just think you got the best seven from the opening 11 rounds playing for St. George. Leave him doing what he does best. Yep. Keep him in the number seven job. Yeah, the forward pack is where we start to ask questions yes. at least or we can have a couple of d- discussions around that. Jake Granville put up a bit of a, um, uh, a good dress rehearsal last week for the Cowboys. Uh, but did he do enough to uh, to dethrone Andrew McCulloch as, as probably the guy that's going to fill in for uh, or, or replace Cam Smith in the in the hooking role? Close, but no, not. Didn't get the chocolates. Yeah. Uh, McCulloch yeah. stays there. I, look, all three, I'll throw Jake Fred in there as well. There's three guys that basically have spent nearly a decade trying to get this jersey. They've waited for this <laughs> opportunity. And look, they all wouldn't, wouldn't disgrace themselves if they wore the Queensland 9. Mm. But it's going to go to McCulloch, and, and he'll rip and tear. The boy from Dolby, he, he'll do a wonderful job. 
Um, he plays a little bit like Smith. He can go 80 minutes. He, he, he plays 80 minutes, and, and he'll do a wonderful job. Yeah, for sure. Uh, who's your front row, Bill? I've got Matty Scott, and he'll be the he'll be the forward leader as well. A um, little bit concerned about his knee. Mm. Obviously, he didn't come off the field too good last week. So I want to uh, hopefully see him play this week or get assurance that he's good. Um, and I've got Dylan Napa starting. Um, okay. Firebrand. Yeah, um, yeah. He's just um, he's playing quite good. He's playing good aggressive footy. It's what you want from a front row. A no nonsense front row because he's going to be up against a very aggressive Maroon. Uh, sorry, Blues pack. Uh, Josh McGuire and I know Benny Eichens giving you the hurry up. Uh, you got to get ready for your three NRL three hundred and sixty meeting. But Josh McGuire, he he has been ruled out uh, for Thursday night's game against the Eels. Correct. But do you think uh, they'll trust him and and bring him back and play in that lock role? Yes. Yeah, I think I think he, fitness won't be a problem for him. He, he's obviously played the bulk of the season. He's just been missing four games, which is not ideal. But he's a sort of player. His work rate and his his away from the game preparation is great. So he'll wear the thirteen. And uh, Gavin Cooper and Felice Kafusi are in a few uh, people's teams as the back rowers. Uh, what do you reckon about that? Yeah, perfect. They're, they're my back rower. You've got a specialist left, specialist right back rower. Um, Kafusi, while he hasn't played there, he was 18th man last year, played for Australia. Yeah. Um, Storm, he's been good. So on the right side, he's going to be dangerous. And, and Cooper, I think too, without Cameron Smith, having Gavin Cooper's there, great for the experience. I know he hasn't had an abundance of origin games, but he's a, you know, he's a glue inside the Cowboys. He's a 200 games plus player. I think he'll be great there on that left-hand side. Even though he was the one that sort of Jonathan Thurston was pushing to, to be there as Thurston's bodyguard, and now, of course, Thurston's not going to be there. Yeah, but I, that's a very good point, but I still think in his own right he deserved that left back row spot. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Billy, look, we'll let you go. Uh, before we go, I've got to quickly name the bench. Oh, true, true. Michael Morgan, um, he obviously is my, my um, utility player. Uh, Jared Wallace, uh, he's... Um, had a great season, and, and his co-ward at the same team, Joy Arrow. Um, I know people have been talking about Cohen Hess and Joe Offengau, his name's popped up, but yep. to me, Joy Arrow, his numbers, all season. I, I just can't believe that people aren't putting, he's locked in that position, and uh, Josh Papali, who is playing great last week, and ran for 183 metres. <laughs> Look out when he comes off the bench. I like it, Billy. Uh, very well done today, mate, uh, and good luck on the 360 uh, panel tonight. You know what you're going to be talking about there? Uh, I think we might come across a few topics that, that you and I just mentioned. <laughs> what we're also probably going to talk about is some cracking games on Saturday. You've got St. George v. Penrith. You've got 1v2. Yes. How good yeah. is that game yeah. going to be? So there's going to be some cracking games this weekend. So uh, stay tuned. Join Super Saturday on Fox and uh, 360 in uh, an hour or two's time. Love it. Thanks very much for joining today's edition of The Splash, mate. Thanks, Phil. In and out, uh, Benny Eichen was actually giving us uh, a couple of greasies, telling him that he needed to get in there for the uh, production meeting ahead of uh, NRL 360 tonight. So once again, thank you very much, uh, Billy Moore, for for an in-and-out edition on today's Splash. That will do us. Uh, If you've got any questions, comments, hit me up on Twitter at Phil underscore Pryor. Uh, And until next time, that's a wrap. (laughs) 